Hello everyone, welcome back to the Uninformed Podcast. It may very well be the greatest podcast of mankind. Uh, might be a little bit of hyperbole, but that's for you, the audience, to decide. Nah, bro, it's it's true, I believe it. Well, I'm glad there's one person that believes it. So, I'm joined with my three best friends. Uh, one is Ethan. How's it going, buddy? Hey, man. I'm, I'm, I think I have a broken rib, but other than that, I'm A-OK. That's good to hear. Hopefully you get that checked out. <laughs> uh, Jared, how's it going, buddy? Hey, I'm great. I got I got all my ribs in place, brother. Only two floating. That's good. Yeah, we want you uh, healthy. We need you. And Jonah, how's it going, my friend? hey Hey, I, I love, like I say always, I love the enthusiasm. It's a good way to kick out, kick off, kick start, uh, that's what I'm trying to say, the podcast. So, uh, we're going to get into this week, and first we're going to start off a question. So, when you guys were growing up, uh, what did you guys want to be when you grew up? Do you have any thoughts, aspirations? Pro athlete. An engineer. Happy. What about you, Jared? Happy. Happy. Yeah, we. I can relate yeah, to that. For sure. Did you achieve that, Jared? <laughs> still working on it, but I also wanted to be a pro athlete, which also still working on. <laughs> well, you know, we all can have dreams, and I think because you do, uh, you are ambitious. You work out really hard. Who knows? Maybe someday you will accomplish that dream. Yeah, Jared. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe years you never know. Um, Twenty six. So no professional athletic background or collegiate. He still has a shot. <laughs> I, I still have four years of eligibility. So. That's true. Uh, you do. You could find any sport. You could find table tennis. There's all. There's pro sports and uh, anywhere. Like you, anything you can think of. No, e sports. Uh, but <laughs> you'll find something. It doesn't have to be football. Anyway, uh, I'm getting a little sidetracked. Um, the reason why I brought that up is because um, the person that we're gonna highlight today, she had aspirations when she was a kid, supposedly that she wanted to be a billionaire. Like, what kid has those aspirations? Like. And they said, like, oh, what if you want to be president? And she's like, the president's not going to want to marry me when I'm a billionaire. Like, like who even thinks that? That's that's bold. That's really yeah. bold. Yeah, so that's a little anecdote I heard. Um, who knows if it is true, but it's something to get you into the mindset or uh, just stick in the back of your head when I'm talking about uh, the supposed person. And the person is uh, Elizabeth Holmes. So, Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah. Who is that? I've never heard of this woman. So we are going to discuss today Elizabeth Holmes and her company Theranos. So, okay. So Elizabeth Holmes, she dropped out of Stanford when she was 19 years old. Um, she was studying for a degree in chemical engineering. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty interesting uh, why she dropped out. So she wanted to put all her passion and her hard work into a startup company, which uh, I said previously, Theranos. So Theranos is a combination of two words, therapy and diagnosis. Um, She wanted to be able to have access to their health information. And the way they would do that is through the invention that she created called the Edison. And you're probably thinking, what is the Edison? As in, as in Thomas. Exactly, as, as, in, as in Thomas, Thomas Edison. Edison. Well, it's funny you mention that because what is it, the light bulb. Yeah, she 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 named it after Edison because of his quotes. I have not failed ten thousand times. I've successfully found ten thousand ways 
that something will not work. So it's more of a positive mindset, and that's her hope for this invention. Was that was that his direct quote? Yeah, that's a, slightly paraphrased, but that's about what the quote was. Yeah, because Edison tried like a million times, so I guess ten thousand times to make a light bulb. But after ten thousand times, he finally got it to work, and people were like, "Hey, you failed ten thousand times." And he's like, "Nah, I just found ten thousand ways." What to a positive exactly. attitude. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> yeah. Well, Thomas Edison <laughs> himself, he was. Uh, I mean, he he failed. He failed, like we said. 10,000, thousands of times, but he eventually became successful. Going back to Elizabeth Holmes, um, she had a few idols, um, such as Edison, and she also looked up to Steve Jobs. Um, so she would wear black turtlenecks similar to him, and she really had this um, different kind of voice. Like it was more of a baritone voice, and she really saw it her she tried to get into the public eye as much as possible uh, she really loved the spotlight and the attention so um, that's something interesting to note as well keep that in the back of your head um, while i go through theranos and we'll definitely touch on that uh, later so getting into the actual invention the product they came up with uh, the edison what it exactly was was a Pretty much, think of a full-scale laboratory uh, within, like, say, like, usually laboratories, they test for blood. So that's, it's like a huge laboratory. I mean, I wouldn't say, I mean, if you want, you can think of Dexter's laboratory if that gives you <laughs> an idea. But <laughs> as in the cartoon. Yeah, I mean, show. you can. But um, just think of, like, scientists running around. There's vials, centrifuges. Um, there's flasks. So all that. Uh, condensed into one tiny black box so and this box was actually created from Fisnar so Fisnar um, there was an engineer within Theranos who bought a glue uh, dispensing robot a glue dispensing robot from Fisnar and what they did was they modeled it to uh, become the Edison so they use uh, miniature little tiny parts and then they um, made it their own that's what they came up with so that was um, one of the first versions yeah, hold, yeah, on. Go ahead. hold on Zachy boy yeah you're telling me that it's literally like a laboratory like a miniature laboratory inside of a box what, what does she do like shrink down little people or I guess she has little robot honey, arms in there that's a good question uh, so yeah so there's no it's not like honey I shrunk the kids so there's not little uh, people uh, but it's uh, essentially it's there's a robotic arm within the box and what it would do is perform uh, blood tests so um for instance, say a customer wanted um, to find out the results or s see if they have a, some sort of a disease. So um, they would go to a Theranos um, facility, uh, the facility, or they would also go to Walgreens because I'll get into that later. Um, they can also go there to get the test done. They would get a finger prick, and then they would get the blood uh, with on. It would come, seep into that cartridge, and within that cartridge, they would take that, and they would place it into the Edison and the Edison would whir and it would supposedly run some tests and the robotic arm would take the vial and move it into like a centrifuge and that would run other tests as well so supposedly you're supposed to uh, 
<laughs> have uh, 200, at least 200 tests run within this little box. So, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! This one box, this Edison. Are you mm-hmm. telling me it took the place? She was going at the head of the of big pharma. Like basically, you give your blood to this machine and it gives you the results instantaneously yep. instead of going to big, waiting for all your blood yep. results. Is this real? Yes, this, this is this was this is a real thing. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> so we were talking about how. Um, it would run tests, like at least 200 tests, right? With the little tiny blood yeah, sample. Yeah. Okay. So the term that she coined that would, the, the vial that had the blood test, it was called a nanotainer. A nanotainer. So it, essentially that was just a small container um, that had the blood. It was a small vial. That's all it was. How, how, how big are we talking about? <laughs> it's uh, very small. Maybe the size of about your pinky or half is it. It's like very, very tiny. So, so okay. there. And how big is it? How big is this Edison? Probably about the big as maybe like an air fryer or like a microwave. Um, I would say it's a a little smaller than a microwave. It's has more height than width to it. So if you think of okay, uh, okay. the new um, Xbox One X, um, even though it has no like just okay. uh, for dimension and size uh, sake, it, it it would be about that. Um, it would be. Uh, a little wider than that, so it's it's pretty bulky, like a prism size. But it, she fit all this stuff inside. You say it does two hundred tests? Yeah, it's supposedly do. It's supposed to perform over two hundred tests, correct? With the same drop of blood. Yeah, with one sample of blood. Is, wow. Isn't that crazy? It's like yeah. very hard to believe. Yeah. Wait, wait, Zach. Why do you, you keep saying supposedly? It was supposed to. Yeah, you know it's funny. Is this? Is it? Is it? It's funny. Funny. He does not I'm glad you caught that. Caught on to that. It's, I'm glad. <laughs> I feel like I was uh, trying to hit something. You're right. So since you brought that up, I will uh, spoil the story a little bit. Um, that her plan Uh-oh. did not actually work. What? Um, and oh, the reason why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, who would have thought? Um, so Edison failed. The Edison um, could actually, so it could perform one class of blood tests, really, but it also was not reliable. The Edison was actually, um, it would overheat. Um, parts within it would cool down, and also, um, so which made the results inaccurate. And the robotic arm, whenever it um, picked up the vial. Uh, whenever it placed it, it would the the vial would actually break uh, because it was hard to get um, all the working parts within the machine um, to function. Um, Tish, essentially, Tish, so. I I have a problem with with the name Edison now because the whole point of that yeah. is he did ten thousand tries and then finally got the light bulb. And this is just contradictory that she just gave up and then it didn't work. So I I'm not I'm not a big fan of Elizabeth Holmes right now with her name. Hey, your sentiment is fair. I mean, I I agree with you. I think I I I really want to say from what uh, I've researched, it seemed like she was passionate in her project and she really wanted this to work. Uh, but she also knew that um, it was a very uh, far fetched idea. She didn't really want to believe in that. What ambitious. Oh, I agree. She was definitely um, ambitious. Uh, but the way, uh, which we'll get into, um, how she sought after her supposed means to an end, oh, is definitely not ethical. And um, it's going to get very fascinating very soon. I'll tell you how she 
supposedly, like I said, got to the means to the end. And she couldn't do it without her board of directors. Okay? And the board, a few people were on the board the were board Betsy DeVos, um, Carlos Slim. And also, I'm not sure, maybe uh, Jared and Jonah might know, maybe Ethan. Uh, Robert Kraft, he's a Patriots owner. Oh, in, yeah. In the NFL. He might sound familiar. So he, these people invested um, their time and their money into Theranos, into the startup, because they believe the in Elizabeth Holmes and her passion for uh, providing medical information to everyone, in the, big, at least in the nation, money. And probably over the world. So exactly. You put money in to make money, hopefully. Um, <laughs> that, that's what you hope as an investor. Uh, Rupert, Mur- Rupert Murdoch was... Another investor, um, he owns News Corp, so he invested uh, around $5.8 million. And also George Schultz, uh, he was a former Secretary of State. Um, he will be an interesting key player as well because actually his grandson, Tyler Schultz, um, he was very um, interested in what Elizabeth Holmes had to offer. She became a close connection to um, the Schultz family and Tyler actually wanted to intern at Theranos because he loved the idea of actually um, getting all this information from one little blood sample. Um, He never really knew it was possible. So he worked with them and also we'll find out later uh, what happened with him. So so just sticking to the investors for right now, uh, we have Oracle, uh, Oracle Executive Chairman Larry Ellison. Big, uh, there's another big, one. Big, 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 and Tom. What was that? Big, big money. Oh, definitely. Huge money. Yes. And we also have Huge. Walgreens. So Walgreens invested um, around $50 million in big 2010. Um, big money. Um, and they, they would invest more um, after that. So they plan to have a partnership uh, with Elizabeth Holmes to have this device within their retail stores. And. How much together all in did Walgreens put then? Walgreens invested $140 million. Whoa. Wow. How much all together did this project raise? In 2014, the company was valued at $9 billion. $9 billion. billion. So change. it could be it valued, valued at $9 billion. Billion. I can make that in a day. Do you know how much uh, they raised in investments for it? Because you named a lot of big players I, and a lot of big. Money. I do not know the total number. Um, I know these um, investors would give uh, a few million here and there, um, but I, I, I don't know the total number of for that. I know she acquired, uh, at least in the wire transfers, uh, one hundred forty million. Um, so, so that was. Um, so I, I I don't know. Like I said, I don't know that total number for sure. Um, but fine, I know then. her net worth was about not nine billion, possibly ten billion at one point. So, wow. Her so individual net yeah. worth, you said. Yeah, for for the net worth of the company, yeah. Oh, so the company, which it's it's equates her um, individual net worth. Right? She she owned, did she own like all of the company? I guess. Well, <laughs> she was the founder of Theranos, oh, yeah, but yeah, there was yeah. also another player who was a CEO. It was exactly. Ramesh Sunny Balwani. Oh, and Ramesh Sunny Balwani. Yeah, dude, 
Yeah, he's Me. a software engineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ramesh yeah. Shomiboboni, dude, he is a software engineer. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Whoa, thanks for the insight, Ethan. Yeah. Ethan, I just, so hey, it's a little insider secret, you know, engineer, engineer, you know. <laughs> Do you know anything else about him? Well, so Ramesh Bonimolani, uh, he was, I know that he was a software engineer, actually, uh, like back in so the when day. You he say still that is, but he's you, uh, senior management hmm. now. Yeah. So does Ra- that mean Ramani, he, like, Ramani. does that mean he, like, engineered software? Yeah, so what he would do is he would take he would make software. He would actually engineer the software. Yep, that's right along those lines. Wow, crazy guy. Yeah, I don't mean to steal a spotlight, Tishy boy. Keep going. Oh, that's okay. You're good. So, in Silicon Valley, you have Elizabeth Holmes and then uh, Sonny Balwani. Um, and what the investors and the employees of Theranos didn't know behind the scenes, and here get ready, gets juicy. Elizabeth Holmes and Ramesh. Sonny Bowani were dating. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, that's a, that's a, yeah, yeah, a romantic that's the thing I was going to mention, actually. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's, it's pretty juicy. It goes, it spans for I'm juiced uh, at up least right now, 10 bro. years. Yeah, go ahead. What? Ten, I'm juiced up right now with how juicy this is. Oh, yeah. Is. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty crazy um, that they were able to cover that up uh, with all the media press and everything else. Um, wait, wait but what, what am I they missing? They definitely why? fooled everyone. So what, why, why? Who, who cares if they were dating? What, what am I missing? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's against policy, bro. You can't date one of your engineers. Yeah, it's against company policy. No, you can, you're not allowed to date within. She's the, the founder. She, she yeah, so role. she's she ranks higher than he does. That's like you dating your manager. Yeah. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, but if the rules were reversed, it would be frowned upon, and we're very inclusive here at the Uninformed but Podcast. It's still frowned upon. What do you mean? <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. If the yeah. roles were reversed, it would also be frowned upon. Yeah, you're right. Well, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's important to remember that this guy actually engineered software. So we got to factor that into the equation. <laughs> that is true. You have to factor that into it because Ramani Bawani, Ramesh Baliwalani, was mm. dating Elizabeth Holmes at the same time he was engineering software. It's not I can't ridiculous. imagine that guy had much free time left. No, God, no. No. <laughs> Going back to the person I was talking before, uh, talking about before, Tyler Schultz, um, him, and uh, there were a few other whistleblowers that came to light. Um, there are some Whoa, that are undisclosed. Um, they have a uh, alien. They made sure to uh, ask the reporter uh, John Kerryrew, which he's a prominent figure in this case, uh, for aliases because they were really scared of. Uh, Theranos, and because Theranos had um, uh, a very strong and formidable lawyer, uh, David Boyce. So I'm not sure if you heard of him, uh, but he is a very uh, ruthless lawyer. And uh, within Theranos, the policy was to obviously not leak trade secrets. So whenever um, anyone asked uh, really like in-depth questions or try to figure out what was going on at Theranos, uh, she would be like, oh, we're not releasing trade secrets. And she would be very dismissive and try to um, say very complicated terms and try to work her way around um, those questions. Um, and she would also – so this is uh, slightly sidetracking, but this is going into the um, – formidable side and like secrecy of Theranos so I'll get back to John Kerry in one second but um, so uh, Elizabeth Theranos would have bulletproof windows within her office and she would have a full time security detail with her 
that's 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 yeah. just some tinfoil hat kind of stuff right there. Exactly. So that's a few of the reasons why she's um, paranoid. Exactly. Well, she was paranoid, and the uh, also ex employees were paranoid as well mm. uh, because she would send out private investigators to follow um, these employees because she. Uh, was actually I know for a fact um, from the documentary I watched, Sonny Bawani was actually monitoring, monitor, or just sur- surveying their emails. He was uh, watching their emails for like anything they would say because he, <laughs> as soon as uh, a colleague would send an email to another colleague, he would reply like, "Oh, like oh, you shouldn't be talking about this, or you you shouldn't be talking about this." Uh, uh, one side because exactly it was very re- intrusive for sure now um, couldn't he have just designed or i'm sorry couldn't he have just engineered his own software to monitor all the emails as opposed to having to watch all of them or do you think that's I'm sure he i mean i'm sure he did he would uh, I, I bet he did yeah, yeah i mean he's not a words, stupid guy flags. for sure uh but that's you're talking yeah, about ramesh sunny bawani jonah okay Okay, that's yeah. Ramesh you're talking about. Uh, okay, this I'm is the big dog here. I'm, I'm the CEO of Theranos. Okay, he's one I'm, of the he's one of yeah, the on, software man. engineers. I'm I'm so stupid. My apologies. This is a classic uninformed moment. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. No, it's all right. Um, Heyo. So, John Carreyrou, um, getting back to him. So that, like I said, th- th- those are the reasons why those. Uh, those whistleblowers, those employees of Theranos and ex-employees were very intimidated, very scared to come out um, because they were being threatened and stalked by PIs, private investigators. So um, they would come out uh, with aliases. They would have aliases to speak uh, with John Carrier usually. And when uh, – so the information he found as a Wall Street journalist um, was that – um, there's a scandal. There's fraud uh, being committed because Theranos would falsify test results. So the way they boom, would do this is, there it is. is. There it boom, is. yeah. The way they results. would do it is they would dilute the vo- the blood samples. No, so d- don't they would have say like it. a saline. Um, it, it would put saline within the oh, uh, blood sample to dilute it and it would also get diluted again within um when they <laughs> i'm doing air quotes right now whenever they use the edison <laughs> because they wouldn't really use the edison um as it should so e- ethan your um, test results yeah. are back it says your blood is a hundred percent saline oh my god <laughs> classic classic edison bro <laughs> yeah and the Really, the true reason why they did that is because within, because they actually used commercial lab equipment to do these tests uh, when they were not um, fake, uh, using the Edison as like a uh, as a facade. Because when investors would come and they would try to get their finger pricked and they would go through the whole process, uh, they they would say, "Oh, go, you have to go to a meeting or go to lunch while the machine was supposedly whirring." So. A lab technician would go and take that blood sample out and perform tests um, in the field manually, and they would also um, utilize a simian device. And so it was a commercial 
laboratory tech, and they would have to dilute the blood, uh, like I said, with saline to, uh, in order to get results, and those results were usually um, either inconclusive or very far off um, for what they should be. Can you describe what a Symbian device is? I'm just trying to picture this. Oh, Symbians? Oh, so Symbians is the company. Oh, okay. So it's a company that has um, uh, laboratory equipment, uh, commercial laboratory equipment. Okay. Zach, yeah. big picture That's here. That's all that is. Big picture yeah. question. Did this company, Theranos, do they have any intention of actually getting this Edison device to work? Or are they just straight up taking this investor money and then fooling as many of these people while they could before they got out? What's, what's, um, the, what's the play here? That that is that is a very good question. So, um, from what I know, the design team and uh, the quality insurance team they definitely wanted this device to work. But uh, whenever good. they made suggestions suggestions to um, their management and upper levels of management, um, they would say, "Oh, uh, I'm just doing what I'm told." Because and Ugh. whenever they went to Elizabeth herself, she would be like, "Oh, you're not being a team player." Like, you're not, like, well, we're not getting accurate results. We should stop doing this. She's like, oh, you're not a team player. I think you should leave. And by saying, oh, not just leave my office. Like, you should be fired. You should get out of here. Because, yeah. The classic, I was just following orders. Exactly. Like, it's my way or the highway. That's what the Nazis said on trial. Oh. Yeah. So, a few reasons why um, this blood test was difficult is because you can't do very many blood tests within a small sample like that. So it's uh, you can possibly do about 50 or more tests, but it's uh, it's very difficult to conduct those tests. Um, there's different classes of blood tests, and there's also not enough blood left, um, and you have to use different equipment uh, on these blood tests to uh, get particular results uh, to test for different diseases. So within the capillary blood, so that's like at the end of the fingertip, that's where the capillary blood is. So there's tissues there, and it's polluted because of tissues and cells. And um, it's not as pure as it is within the vein. Um, so if, like, say, in the if you take a needle to your arm, for instance, like I said, that's pure. And it would be, uh, you take a lot more blood out, but you use that blood to perform um, the necessary tests. Um, and you won't be able to do that with a small sample. So that's pretty much the gist of that. Pretty much the last two things is the results of what happened with her and Balwani. So SEC charged her with fraud, and they called Theranos massive fraud. Uh, CMS, um, Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, um, they conducted um, some research into uh, the practices and ongoings within Theranos, and what they determined was they slapped her with uh, sanctions and she could not operate, own, and direct a lab for at least two years. Uh, because they said, like I said, the deficient practices practices of the laboratory pose immediate jeopardy to patient health and safety. So um, usually the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, um, they uh, are for... The consumer, um, that's 65 and up range. Um, that's when you can get Medicare. So we'll give you some ins- just a tad bit of a fun fact there uh, so you know what that's all about. And now the real charges that um, Holmes got, um, she, had a, she agreed to pay uh, a $500,000 penalty 
and she was barred from being um, an office and or director of a public company so like a publicly traded company for 10 years yeah and there's also four counts so four charges with her so um, there's one count for conspiracy to commit fraud on investors and there were three counts of committing fraud on individual investors um, there were wire transfers more than 140 million dollars and Bowani so the sentence was 11 years uh, a little over 11 years I think it was 11 years and three months for her and um, Sonny Bowani he was sentenced to 12 years and 11 months and he was charged with fraud and uh, risking patient health by mi misrepresenting accuracy so Zach so you said at its height yeah. the company was roughly valued around nine billion dollars Fast, yeah. fast forward to the part you're talking about in the story now. After she pays her fine, what kind of – what's her net worth? Any sort of idea? I'm, I'm assuming the company, it sounds like it went belly up. So I'm sure – Yeah, a lot so of the company went tried. belly up. I would say it looked like it was in 2019, around 2018, 2019. Uh, around there is when uh, the company was dwindling. Um, so her net worth um, – drastically declined so uh, around that time once because they had to uh, pay for legal fees and they uh, once uh, they were found out um, they were just because of the articles that are posted um, from John Carreyou and all the uh, whistleblowers that came to light in CMS and all these factors that came into play um, her net worth was um, decimated to zero so Ooh. and she yeah so it was definitely not a uh, great time for her at all so that's yeah. a big oof yeah they say gambling doesn't pay she took a gamble i wish i could know more about gambling yeah me too if only there was somewhere somewhere out there anywho tish i need to know i'm a sucker for a good love story are these two still dating and writing notes in prison uh unfortunately they are not oh uh, man yeah because it, they're really shipped dude Ramesh has moved on to bigger things well <laughs> bigger th you mean like the big house the big the big uh bars big jailhouse that's exactly what I mean exactly Zach. uh well their relationship Prison. quickly dissolved when the accus accusations of fraud and the charges were pending against uh Theranos so so they broke up in 2016 give oh, me sorry. an idea there okay. Uh, multiple trials going on and right now they're doing uh sonny bolani um and the one like i said from what i saw um he was sentenced and this sentence was brought down december 7th of last year it was like i said 12 years and 11 months 11 months so uh, there's a another trial going on and elizabeth is not going to testify against him so so do you guys have any comments or questions or let me tell you something yeah. zach this is a big deal mm -hmm. okay there's not many days of the year that something like this happens. Yeah. Okay, when a big – when a, sm a small startup goes after a big whatever, big tech, big pharma, and then they get really big, and then it blows up in their mm -hmm. face. Is that why it is now a drama played by Amanda Seyfried? What? Yeah, dropout. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, from Hulu. Exactly. You're right. Um, I haven't watched that one, yeah, but because there's Steve yeah. Jobs whoa, whoa, movies. Whoa, what are we, hold the phone Holmes here, guys. Movies. What are we talking about? 
There's a TV what? show about this. I remember seeing this. Yeah. So if you want to learn more, just watch the TV show. <laughs> yeah. Can you can can you condone that? Zach, I mean, yeah. It, I mean, if you want, I mean, that's it. more of a dramatized version. But I haven't checked it out myself. But if you want, go check out the Dropout on Hulu. Um, it would be probably uh, entertaining and. Also, I would check out. I mean, this is the one I watched on the topic. Uh, it's from HBO Max. It's called "The Inventor Out for Blood in Silicon Valley." So the imagery is <laughs> really uh, kind of creepy and eerie of how they portray Elizabeth Holmes. Um, they use like you, you have to see it for yourself. It's hard for me to uh, describe. They really use the uh, image of her holding the small vial of blood and they make it like go infinite so they keep repeating the image and overlapping it so um that's one way they do it and then with how they use her utilize her face and the music they select is pretty uh fascinating too i'm sure there's so no other uh docu sources on this topic that fully delve into the engineering software aspect <laughs> that we did here so I think we have a really unique element for people that want to come in and really learn the full story here. And with that, thank you guys for joining me on this episode of The Uninformed Podcast. Um, check us out wherever podcasts are found. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Rock and roll. I am inevitable. Bye, friends. <laughs>